What's up everyone? Welcome back to the Season Gaming Bitcast. We are back from E3. We are still exhausted even a few days later. I think Dan's well rested, but otherwise. Uh, Bert and I are coming somehow wearing the same shirt. I think I was wearing it first, so you can feel free to give him shit in the comments, please. Uh, but we're back, and it was an amazing trip. We saw, played more stuff than we can probably even talk about or remember. But today, uh, different BitCast format, we're going to really just kind of cover all up thoughts on E3, the conferences, obviously get Dan's input now that we're back at home base here, and uh, kind of chatter through. So why don't we start with EA Play, guys? Um, we started with that when we first arrived. Um, we were overall pretty damn disappointed in EA Play this year. The, the setup was poor. They didn't have a lot to show outside of Jedi Fallen Order, uh, being the big thing, of course. But, um, you know, watching from home, and kind of taking in E3 from back here, what was what was the sense of EA Play? Um, that was one with uh, Greg Miller, I think, that started yes, it. Yeah, okay. because uh, Renee couldn't make it. She was supposed to host it. His co-host on, on what's a... Uh, kind of funny. Kind of funny, yeah. Mm -hmm. So he took over at the last minute. Well, he did a good job. I mean, it, it wasn't full of, you know, stuff that we didn't see coming. You know, we knew Jedi Fallen Order was coming out. We knew that was going to be kind of a big uh, display for them. Um, as far as everything else, it was kind of standard. I mean, it really wasn't super exciting because you didn't really get anything that you weren't expecting, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, there were some different looks at, you know, Madden and FIFA and Sims, stuff that you, you know, normally wouldn't see. But I think the big one, like you said, was Jedi Fallen Order. Um, and it looks amazing. So. so, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I saw today that people are now questioning Respawn as to why they showed what they showed. Because apparently, in Jedi Fallen Order, there's like a hub world system where you're on a ship and yeah. you travel to different planets and you can do it in any order you want. And it has all kinds of like open, not maybe not open world, but it's like open to do what you want. Whereas what they showed seemed to be very, very linear. linear. Um, so it kind of gave people apparently the wrong impression. And I saw that uh, some people commented on that today, and Jason Schreier yeah. um, <laughs> said that he heard the same thing. So I, I found that kind of weird because that was the first I've heard of it. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys saw that. I, I did see it on social media, and it was compared to Gears on how they didn't show gameplay either. And uh, I thought it Damn was kind of strange because, you know, the, the trailer um, that they showed on the Xbox stage and the trailer that they showed at EA Play was very similar except just shorter. Yeah. Um, so there wasn't really an experience out of another one. I was extremely disappointed with EA Play altogether. I almost think that they didn't really even need to have an EA Play. Apex was there only to introduce that one character. The Jedi Fallen Order yep. trailer line was ridiculous. Um, I, I think they could have saved their money and just not gone to E3 this year. But I'm glad they had it for the fans and they could kind of see something. But if you're a fan that waited in line for an hour, you probably got 30 to 40 minutes of fun time out of it if, uh, if you just went for the event and didn't stand in those crazy lines. So, huge letdown. Yeah, it was bad. It was real bad, uh, especially compared to last year. Last year was much bigger with more things yeah. to do, more free stuff, um, you know, more more ways for fans to partake. This was a huge line to get in, and you could do almost nothing. Yeah, they, was really they I got their survey, Ains. I don't know if you got it today, but... I give, did, give, too. <laughs> give feedback at EA Play. You guys suck. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but it's just... Why? Why did you even show up? Yeah, it was bad. Sorry, let's move on. Um, Xbox, uh, you know, we talked about it a lot going into E3. All eyes were on them from a publisher perspective. They had by far the longest show. Um, they showed the most games. Um, they showed 
new hardware in the Elite Series 2, which we've talked about quite a bit, and they uh, gave the tease as we expected for Scarlet, right? Um, however, it seemed, uh, you know, people were still kind of disappointed. So uh, I'm kind of torn on this one personally, guys. We talked about it a little bit in our recap we did, so I won't harp on it, but I felt like it wasn't a 10. Um, but I also think it was a lot better than they got credit for. I think that there were so many games shown in such a quick succession that people kind of forgot how much they showed. And when you really kind of look at what they showed compared to the other conferences, it's it's kind of night and day, in my opinion. Oh, for sure it is. Like, when I was making this uh, document up, that's like half of what they actually had on there. I mean, there was so yeah. much. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was... And we and I got a lot on there, man. There was there were so many games. They had that indie hot reel or whatever it was. That sizzle yeah, reel, sizzle reel, yeah, yeah. sizzle reel. I well, they have one every year. Yeah, we right. talked about it, yeah. right? Yeah, they have the they had that. They had just a ton of stuff. I mean, now with that being said, a lot of people are complaining that they didn't show a lot of gameplay. But that yeah. actually went was kind of a common theme throughout the entire conference, yeah. not just with Xbox, but pretty much everywhere. And people were you know just allowed for. You know, oh man, they're showing gameplay. Hey, look at that. You know, like it was some kind of big thing. The only one that confused me a little bit maybe was Gears. Yeah. I, 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 you know, being three months out, a lot of people say it, but it, it's true. You know, I was like, wow, they really didn't show too much. You know, and I saw Rod Ferguson say, you know, well, it's because we, uh, you know, we've done this before. You know, we, we've showed that kind of gameplay, you know, and people were expecting a six to seven minute gameplay trailer but we've done that in the past we wanted to try something different. we wanted to try something different right and they did right and they yeah, showed the sure. they showed the artistic thing with the billy eilish song that was stuck in burton i said all week <laughs> still and going. then they had the <laughs> still going yeah. and then they showed the new mode which is brand yeah. new to gear so you would think you know they showed something new cool but no apparently wasn't cool yeah. i mean i i liked it um i think i think the problem like you said in the beginning you know all eyes were on xbox this was their time to really knock it out of the park i think they did a good job but i also think they could have probably shown a little bit better i mean yeah. people went nuts for keanu not not no like keanu but <laughs> let's say let's just really quick jump over you know when they showed that last thing at the nintendo conference they basically wrote something up on the on the screen that said yeah we're working on the next breath of the wild and people went yeah shit. they went bonkers yeah and and it's it's crazy and that's all they have to do you know if they are working on a fable just say hey we gotta we're working on the fable we're not gonna show you anything <laughs> but we're working on it and people would have been like yes all right thank you i think that's what a lot of people want but also with them coming out and announcing scarlet in 2020 yeah next year i know this sounds like a broken record but next uh -huh. year they should have tons of launch titles uh -huh. you know ready to come out and they showed some new ips a ton of new ips in fact i think more than any of us guessed combined really 11 it, it was a little yeah it was 11 let's see we, we guessed 7 12 okay we guessed 12 i think total because there's three four and five but yeah there was yeah. quite a bit yeah there was there's was a ton of new stuff on most of it was indie but bleeding edge looked cool you know, I like to see what that's coming out. You know, Minecraft Dungeons. I know most of you guys probably won't like it. I'll probably play the hell out of oh, it. That looks great. I think it looks awesome. Um, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Yeah, that was. That's one of them that I'm now looking forward to more yeah. after seeing the conference. So, so Bert, where do you? You know, we've talked about this quite a bit, so we don't have to stay on it. But you know, where, where do you stand on this? Because it's funny you bring up Dan brings up the gameplay thing because. It's only, it feels like a damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Like, or the, I'm sorry, the Breath of the Wild thing. Yeah. Because 
we can't compare Zelda and Nintendo to anything Microsoft no. does. It's just not no. going to compare. But in that vein, mm -hmm. if they come out and they just do 30 seconds and they say Fable's being worked on, I think some people go nuts, but then other people go, well, why the hell do you even bother doing that if you're not going to show anything? Oh, yeah. you're always going to have people like that, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they don't do it, and it's like, just, you know, stay tuned. Um, then it's like, well, why didn't you even say something's coming? And it's just, it, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like they they just can't win with no. you either can't. direction. I don't know where you stand on that, Bert. So, well, I'll start at the beginning, kind of what you said, too, Wayne. As far as their overall grade, um, I think when we initially did our overview, I gave them somewhere around a B to a B+. Plus. Um, upon thinking about it, I still think I'm in the same place with an overall grade. I think, unfortunately... What happens with Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo is every audience has their own expectation from what that per what that company is going to do. So the PlayStation guys are so obsessed with exclusives right now that their only complaint is, where are the exclusives from Microsoft? We didn't see anything. All these studio things, where are them? You look at the Microsoft crowd and they look at this and go, wow, you know, Xbox is bringing a better online services. I mean, if to Dan's point, they announced so many things that you can't even think about it. And it wasn't even just games. I mean, there was a ton of games. They uh, released Game Pass Ultimate. They showed how that was going to be on the PC. They showed how you can combine them. They talked about backwards compatibility. They talked about new games they released on Game Pass. They talked about a whole new controller. They talked about what's coming in the future. I mean, when you look at the Microsoft conference, it's not just something like a Bethesda and an Ubisoft where it's, here's our games and our DLC. You look at the entire vision that Microsoft is doing for the next three, five, six, and sometimes even 10 years. And if you think about it that way, Microsoft really brought a lot to the table and some people are just obsessed with just the games. Nintendo, such a simple conference that you can just show a few games and DLC and people don't lose their minds. They don't even care about a new <laughs> Switch. So for me, it's really weird. I think for us that cover the industry as a whole and we don't fanboy a Nintendo, an Xbox, or a PlayStation, we're kind of blown away. Um, if you look at someone that just goes, where's my God of War on play on Xbox and you ignore the rest, you're really cutting yourself short on what the vision is for Microsoft. And that's why we rate it so high in my opinion, because we look at the overall picture and services that are coming. So long answer to a very easy question in my opinion is you kind of have to broaden your horizons when you watch these, especially for a two hour conference. I yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I can't. Really say, I honestly can't say that any better, but yeah. I think you scripted that. Yeah, um, that <laughs> but you know, it, it was strange because I, I even saw Xbox fans after the conference saying, "How did they show up this year and show no new IPs from their their new studios?" Right? I'm right. Like, People are Outer so Worlds. stuck on those and, games. It's it's the weird. Well, thing. Well, but the weird thing is, we got Outer Worlds, which they showed it before, sure, but right. that's a new IP. It's from first party, and it has a release date this year. Yep. We saw gameplay. Yep. We saw Bleeding Edge. New IP, first party studio. We got to play it at the conference. We have a video up on it. It's awesome. Check it out. Um, what do you call it? Flight Simulator. It looks so awesome. <laughs> looks amazing. Massive People surprise. and it's coming to Xbox. I didn't know that. Yeah, I totally missed that whole thing. Game Pass. Game yeah. Pass on Xbox. <laughs> like I'm sitting there, like God damn it, I'm gonna have to get a PC. No, I don't. Nope. So I have to go get I a guess Master. Some people but, were making yeah. fun of that, right? Oh, we man. we were laughing. It has the second most views out of anything from E3 outside of Halo. Yep. It's Halo's awesome. one, Flight Simulator's two. So again, bringing back an IP, first party. Um, Blair Witch is an exclusive they're making with Bloober Team. Um, you know, I mean, they showed a lot in that vein. Yep. So I, I don't know. I don't get it, but. Um, oh, my, Minecraft Dungeons, you know? <laughs> Minecraft is an existing IP, but Dungeons is a brand new game. Yeah, yeah and I think it's really kind of, it's a lot to ask when you 
assume that all these you, you may have added all these studios the year prior. What are they going to have, really, for you to see? I forgot Wasteland 3, and sorry. Wasteland 3, right, yeah. From, <laughs> that's Obsidian, right? Battletoads. How could you forget Battletoads? Battletoads, Battletoads right. The, the, the thing is, I mean, I understand why people want to see new games. I mean, because you don't see that a lot with the, with, with the Xbox E3 conferences. But, to your point, Bert, the, the services and everything else that's coming out... The total and, package. It, the total package is amazing. We, you know, we, we forgot I'm, xCloud. I'm excited. Yeah, we didn't even talk about xCloud. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> I haven't even thought about that yet. Gosh. Yeah. But anyway. Um, you can literally yeah, have think... a conversation with somebody and not mention a game, not even a game title, and just talk about what's coming from a technology standpoint from services to somebody, and then compare that to what Sony currently offers and compare that to the joke of Nintendo Switch Online, and it's, it's a waste of time. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, like like you guys said, Microsoft could have done a few things better. There's no for sure. There's no doubt mm -hmm. about that. They could have done a teaser of something that's coming. They could have mentioned this and that. But you know, it, it's it's you lose, you lose on this one. So it is what it is. Yep. Yeah. And I you know I think we said this. The last point I'll just say is I think you know to some level I actually do agree that there's a missed opportunity to show mm -hmm. Gears Five gameplay campaign as a. Third, everyone wants to see a big story third person game that matches you know what Sony's put out in the exclusive department and I think Gears 5 is going to be that game it'll have that and they could have shown you know they could have highlighted that but to Rod's point you know they've done that so mm -hmm. anyway um, but lots of new stuff coming um, lots of release dates were shown and um, definitely the services thing by the way we might as well mention it if you are a gold subscriber and a Game Pass subscriber, do not miss out on the opportunity to upgrade for a dollar uh, to Game Pass Ultimate because it actually updates your gold and your Game Pass that existing that you have across the board. So right. I think multiple of us are like paid through on Ultimate, which retails for $15 a month through years now. Yep. So take advantage of that. I think that's only running for a limited time. Yes, so. buy as many um, year passes as you can, find the best deal you can, then activate it afterwards. Because then do the will, dollar. Cause, yeah, because you'll get a little bit better deal doing it that way. That's yeah. what I did. You can have three years max, 36 three years. months. Yep. So, All right, let's move on. So then um, <coughs> we actually left the whole FanFest conference thing and ran to Bethesda. Now, Bethesda came out from the start and said there's going to be no Starfield and no Elder Scrolls. So they basically kicked everyone in the nuts before we even got started. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know I took a point from you guys on this one. Is uh, Fallout 76 they actually showed quite a bit of. Yeah. So they showed the new uh, updates coming. They showed the Battle Royale mode, which is out for it right now. Um, but let's talk about the couple big things. So the big new IPs they showed, and again, we're laughing here, right? Because there's no gameplay for either of them. But coming from uh, Tango, which is the Evil Within developer, uh, is a game called Ghostwire Tokyo, which had a really, really eerie and, I thought, excellent trailer. Bert and I really uh, were kind of... Um, I don't know, we were blown away when we saw it at the conference. What did you think watching that remotely? That one, yeah, that one in Deathloop, out of, well, and Doom. Bethesda really did a pretty good job. Just the, <laughs> just the stuff I wanted to see. Um, but yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo looked so cool. I'm just hoping that it's not a Souls-ish to a horror game. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, I just, it, it just looks really good. And the director, the lady that's directing it, was outstanding. I loved her. She was very animated. 
Oh, uh, yes. Do you remember her name? Yes. I the wish the I second did. lady she that was, came out on stage, it was kind of no, She was great. Yeah. She was great. We I were mean, cheering her. Oh, you should. Um, but yeah, it looks so good. And then Deathloop looks just, I mean, that's by the people that did Dishonored, right? Is that Arcane? Uh, people Can Fly. People Can Fly. Which is um, Bulletstorm. Oh, Bulletstorm. Yeah. Oh, I was way off. I thought they did something else. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, it looks good. But, you know, it seems like, you know, with that and I think was the other one, 12 minutes, they're kind of doing some kind of weird, there's several that games. Another that one at like, Xbox we didn't even talk about. Yeah, another one we didn't minutes. talk about. Yeah, that's another one. Yep. But uh, some kind of Groundhog Day meets shooting meets awesomeness. <laughs> so I'm going to buy that one too. So, <laughs> Bert, again, get your perspective here. It's kind of funny because the things that jumped out other than Doom, we knew we were going to get a lot of Doom and we know that Doom is going to be great. It just mm -hmm. is, right? Um but Ghostwire and Deathloop got talked about a lot. New IPs, awesome to see it. But again, it's just a trailer, right? They're CGI trailers. There's no gameplay. We really don't know what these games look like in reality, um, no. despite you know all of us getting excited about it. Yep. So it gets back to that conversation of almost the Kojima thing, right? He showed yeah. just trailers of nothing for the past three years, and people get super hyped. And it's yep. like, are we okay with that? Or does it require gameplay for people to get excited? I don't know. Yeah, so as you guys know, I'm not the biggest fan of Glitchthesda this generation. <laughs> that uh, name is back again. Yeah, it's huh? back. Um, at the conference, I had the weirdest vibes ever when you see clapping for... Out, crazy clapping for games that launched broken. So when yep. Fallout 76 news was announced, the crowd was going crazy. I mean, it was going crazy. <laughs> was that one for, guy? No, I'm oh, telling you. It was, we were in the crowd. People were going nuts. See, that's another thing. Real row. quick, that doesn't translate. Like you guys said, it just yeah. doesn't translate uh, over. I don't know. And some of the know, overviews that TV. I've seen, yeah. but some just of the like one that I've seen, people were mentioning it. They were saying the people at Bethesda were just going nuts. And so for people that aren't aware, the first two rows were Bethesda employees. The mm -hmm. second balcony in the back were invited Bethesda fans. They weren't media and they weren't, you know, influencers in any form. So when they were invited to come along to the Bethesda thing, I'm not sure if their intention was for them to go crazy at everything. But when they were announcing that game that we just mentioned, where they were announcing the Elder Scrolls Online DLC, I mean, we're, we're going nuts for DLC at E3. That's how low the bar's gotten. And... Even when Commander Keen was mentioned for mobile, people were losing their minds um, about Get this. Get out of here. No, they I'm were. I'm not kidding, wow. man. Um, and then and also the other funny thing was Elder Scrolls Blades when that got announced for the Switch. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> there's mobile nuts. games coming to the Switch. Yeah. place erupted. I'm like, what yeah. is happening right now? Um, so I so thought that was the only two guys that were non Bethesda there. No, no, <laughs> all the media around us was not clapping out of control. There was a few things oh. when Ghostwire Tokyo was announced, they were yeah. clapping, people mm -hmm. were excited. Um, Doom, yeah, and no, Doom, sure. Doom, they closed it out with with all that long gameplay. Fantastic, even though I think it went on a little too long. Um, it was going for maybe five minutes of just raw Doom Eternal gameplay, and then you could play it at E3 too. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I thought Bethesda was fairly poor in general as a conference. Bethesda, for the last three years, has been rather lame, in my opinion. I think they have to really do some new things to kind of keep it entertaining. I'm glad we didn't have a rock concert this time with firecrackers and weird people coming out that were extremely awkward on stage. I thought that was better. But um, overall, I give Bethesda probably a C- minus um, as far as my ranking is. It was very, very poor. And I don't go to these things to get DLC announcements. Once again... 
Bethesda, and we're about to talk about Ubisoft eventually. Spend your money wisely doing other things and announcing big things. Man, <laughs> Bert is so That's rough. Well, it was oh. funny, though, because there was a stretch where, um, and I saw someone else comment on this, there was a stretch where they showed um, Ghostwire and Deathloop, and then they went to Commander Keen, and then they talked about Blades, right? And it was like a 25-minute stretch where we got no gameplay and nothing but a trailer and mobile stuff. And I'm looking at Bert, and I'm like, we've had almost half an hour where we haven't talked about a serious game or shown anything yet. And their conference was only an hour. Yeah. So <laughs> it was, yeah, I mean, it was kind of strange, especially considering, you got to remember, we went from Xbox directly to Bethesda, where Xbox was just game, 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 service, service, game, game, like for two hours. Um, so it was it was kind of strange. Um, what, what do you guys think of the Orion streaming tech? Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you put that on there because... That was probably one of the most interesting things of the conference to yeah. me. I mean, as, as far as Bethesda goes. Yeah. And, you know, I follow this stuff pretty closely. This took me by surprise, right? Because mm -hmm. it hadn't been talked about prior. Right. Um, and then they talked about reducing the kind of latency because of the way they're doing it by like 25% over standard streaming. But I have not had a chance to really do any good research on it. So I can't really comment right now. I, I want to learn more about it and then i'll be able to speak more intelligently to it yeah. but i think they made some pretty they made some pretty bold claims yeah um so we'll see i don't really have too much to add at the moment yeah dan the only to answer your question i think it was way over people's heads they didn't explain anything they didn't say how you would use it yeah. is it an app is it a something that you launch from your consoles is it a pc only thing i mean there's so many things that were just unanswered and they it, it felt like a tony stark conference for a second where there's like a, a globe that lights up and everything and it's just like well what now i think if you were to ask your average gamer what the hell orion is they'll be like isn't that like a a star constellation or something, and that's where they <laughs> leave it. They have no idea what Bethesda did at that point. So very poorly I, implemented, decent presentation on just no detail. I think that's a great point because you know how closely I follow this stuff. Right. So if I don't know what the hell you're doing, then the majority don't. Yep. The only thing, I, I haven't looked too deeply into it either. The only thing I saw that it was trying, it was going to be implemented, I think, on the software end. So built into your game uh, for streaming, getting 20% more FPS. So... Your, your frames per second will go down and then reducing the bandwidth, I think, needed by like 40%, which with Stadia and xCloud coming out, if in theory this is actually going to work and they license it out to everybody that wants to use it, then it sounds awesome in theory. But yeah, I, they didn't really go into it even yeah, I mean, on, the, on the presentation. I was just like, yeah, it sounds like it's cool. If it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the thing that jumps out there, and we won't stick on it because we don't know, right? But the thing that you just mentioned that jumps out is on the software side. Right. So the beauty of what Microsoft talked about, which again, usually went over people's heads, but they talked about it during the week, is that with xCloud, it's already built into the server infrastructure to where developers don't have to do anything. They just release their game as they would today, right? And everything else for xCloud is taken care of. Mm. Whereas if, if this is truly on the software side, that's great for Bethesda because internally first party, they can code against it, right? But then you're requiring extra development out of third party developers to actually right. take advantage of this. It'll never happen. Yeah. So we'll point. see. I need to learn more about it. But all right. Um, so then that was um, that was Sunday. We moved to Monday, which uh, Ubisoft kicked off in the afternoon. They opened with uh, what we leaked, of course, ahead of time is Watch Dogs Legion. 
and they opened with quite a bit of gameplay. I thought personally that they opened, that was the highlight of their show, in my opinion. I thought the gameplay looked really good. Obviously, they had a lot of humor involved with the granny, and it actually became like a trending hashtag, yeah, like granny Helen. hackers or something. I love Helen. <laughs> Helen, yeah. The best. So um, I thought that looked really good. I am a Watch Dogs fan, so that helps. Um, and being in London, so um, Bert and I actually did sit through on the final day of E3. We sat through the closed door presentation of Legion. Um, and we talked about that a little bit. Uh, you can find it on YouTube, so I won't rehash. But it, I know already know what Bert's going to say. It looks really Ubisofty, <laughs> um, where a lot of the mechanics are definitely shared. You know, the shooting looks like Division, and the map looks like every other Ubisoft game, and um, which is all very, very true. Um, but I think Watch Dogs fans are probably in for a treat. I think they are doing some some neat things with being able to um, basically, you know, build this crew of any NPC in the game is pretty cool. Um, so we'll, I'll stop there so you guys can talk about Watch Dogs real quick. What'd you think? Ubisofty. <laughs> that's going to be a new term. Yeah, that's, we got to brand it. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, I thought it looked really good. I, I hadn't played Watch Dogs 1. I played a little bit of 2. Um, but this one has me very interested. So, yeah, you're right. The, as far as the rest of the games go for Ubisoft, I mean, this was probably the number one. They started it out. They should have just ended it. <laughs> right after Legion. Um, as far as it being Ubisofty, um, I'm okay with that because there's a certain amount of comfort that I know that I'm going into. Like when I play Far Cry, no when I play expect. Assassin's Creed, I know, I know what I'm going to expect. And I like that stuff. So, yeah, it does get old, some of the mechanics and stuff like that. I'm interested to see how this whole NPC, any NPC will actually work because there's got to be a limit. You know, to, like, yeah, maybe you can go to every, every person, but, you know, you got 20 people here three of them are going to be like your hackers and they're going to have a similar backstory or there's a set amount of you know backstory slash you know uh talents or whatever mm -hmm. that they kind of mix and match between the npcs mm -hmm. but you know i eventually you're going to get to a point where some stuff starts repeating because it's in no way could there's no way you could do that maybe they can i don't know <laughs> if anybody's going to do it ubisoft i guess good because they do some crazy ass stuff anyway so yeah they probably build a uh, like a table of of potential right. skills with basically sliders that can randomize right it's almost like a loot game but for characters right yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so um yeah we, we did see some of it in action in our closed door demo and they had like recruited maybe 20 people and all different skills and looks and whatnot and supposedly they're gonna have unique backstories but to your point you can't create a unique backstory for endless amount of people yeah that's right? so, so many people so um but right. it, it looked pretty neat um Bert, anything you want to add on Legion here? Um, I thought it was cool. Uh, I, I don't, I'm trying to see how to say this without sounding like an Ubisofty comment, but um, <laughs> it was really cool in the concept of things. I'm just worried that the second you pick your first ten characters, it's going to turn into the same as every other Ubisoft game that you've played. Like, is that mechanic of recruiting a new person to the Resistance going to get old after hour ten, after hour fifteen? Um, the biggest thing that I'm most excited about is just traversing London and kind of seeing where it's mm -hmm. going through and, and seeing what they made in this world. As we know, Odyssey and uh, Origins have just, they're beautiful worlds and they're historically accurate to an extent. And you can have a lot of fun in that world. I think that's the place where I'm really most excited about. But while I enjoy the fact that you can go from a crazy tattooed bum on the street to an old lady, I think that's cool. It's just, you know, like I said, where does that line get old? Um, the other stuff that was interesting about it was um, 
the fact that, or I should say, um, a concern for us was how glitchy the game was um, when we watched that behind the closed doors to where I was kind of like, dang, this doesn't really look that good. And, and some of the mechanics on the faces that was happening, like I said, oh, yeah. I looked outside of uh, Andromeda at launch. It was really, really bad. And the the facial animation is like bad. horrific. Yeah. So yeah. I know it's not anywhere near launching <clears throat> just yet. There's a lot of polish that's going to happen. I just hope the story stays interesting. Um, the core story, because as we saw, each character has their own little origin story, and you go from there. But I just want to see more of it as we get closer. It's a cool announcement. We love the Watch Dogs world. I still need to play two. I'm debating if I'm going to go back and actually play two. But um, it looks cool. I just don't have too much more to say about it until I see more. It was very early on. Yeah. I should have been wearing the pig mask that we got oh, uh, for this. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it's too hot. Yeah, it is hot. Yeah, so we're filming this. My AC is broken, guys. So if you see Dan and I just beating sweat on the video, um, yeah, that's what's going on. Like literally under my boobs right now. It's so <laughs> wet. <laughs> under my boobs. It's not even funny. <laughs> so naturally, we saw, um, you know, we saw more Breakpoint. And um, what's the guy's name? John, John Barenthal. Tom Clancy? Barenthal. Oh, Barenthal. Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy. I was like, no, no, he's not uh, with us anymore, Dan. <laughs> I know he's dead. <laughs> uh, John came out on stage, and uh, we saw him briefly. They didn't really show anything crazy, you know, additionally to Breakpoint. It looks uh, very similar to Wildlands like we talked about before. Um, they introduced Uplay Plus, which leaked ahead of time as well, which is kind of like this um, high-end subscription. The weird thing about this one is they want uh, $14.99 a month. It's PC only, which is kind of a surprise. Yep. Um, and you get Ubisoft games. So you get Ubisoft yep. games at launch um, along with their back catalog or whatever you want to say. Um, but I think, uh, you know, it's hard not to make a comparison here to what you get for $14.99 on the Xbox side, which is Xbox games and uh, a big, uh, probably a bigger catalog, potentially xCloud, Game Pass PC, and you get that, and gold all wrapped into one. So it's an interesting comparison. Um, but I think uh, I'm just going to cover the rest of this here, guys. So the, the two smaller games that um, they showed, which I found interesting, were Roller Champions. So we got to see footage of that. They were actually showing that on the uh, E3 show floor. You couldn't play it, but they had a, a match that they showed three on three. And sure enough, it does look really similar to kind of like Rocket League, but Roller Derby. And then they showed one which caught a lot of people's attention in Gods and Monsters, which looked to be uh, very, very similar in look to Breath of the Wild. And so, obviously, that caught a lot of people's attention. So, um, what do you guys think about these? I'm excited I mean, for Gods and Monsters. I mean, um, I, I, yeah. I mean, the the trailer was so short and such a teaser that we weren't able to really see what it is or the gameplay in any sort form whatsoever. Um, what Story they, of E3. Yeah, 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 lacking gameplay, but it's exciting to see that they're trying to take on that type of genre instead of just Nintendo doing it. So I will be interested to see what Ubisoft delivers here, but I'm holding my I'm not going to be holding my breath, I should say, until we hear more. I think that's actually February or March of 2020 if I remember correctly. So it's not that far away, but it's uh it's close enough to start getting excited about it. I just hope they show more. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same way. I had no desire to play Roller Champions, <laughs> but um I did see some of the gameplay on it. Actually, I think I saw Jack Black playing it. And nice. uh it looks kind of like Rocket League, man. Um, yep. With roller skates. Um, yeah. Which is really. fine. Which hey. is kind of what we assumed it would yeah. be. That's it's, that's pretty much it, right? So, I think it'll be fun for the people that are like that like that kind of stuff. Um, if it's as big as Rocket League, then and they support it, then could good for huge. Ubisoft. It could be. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't have too much to add here. Um, I mean, Ubisoft, I was kind of a little torn on again. They had that Rainbow Six uh, mobile game they showed again. It was weird seeing mobile games in all the big conferences. Um, but, I mean, overall, you know, I, I thought they started with Legion and it was kind of downhill from there. <laughs> so we'll see if God of Monsters yeah. uh, lives up to the let, hype. Let me ask you this, yep. both of you. Um, are we, like, super out of touch? And, like, because everybody, like you said, everybody's announcing these mobile games. Mm -hmm. I have never once decided to go, hey, I'm going to download Blades or whatever it is. I mean, I'm sure they do fine, but it just seems like that's a, that's really growing. But maybe it's because I'm not paying attention to it. And it's just, I don't know. Is it there? Is it, is it at that point now where it's it's a viable way to question. release your stuff? Yeah, it's a good question. We could just be out of touch. I mean, I don't think any of us claim to be mobile gamers, <coughs> even though that's a gigantic yeah. market. Yeah, it's a huge um, market. And I do try them. Um, in fact, I have Gears Pop on my phone right now that I've been playing as a, on the Insider program. Um, I tried some of the Go games. I've tried... Um, I've tried some of these games, and I, I tried Blades. I was in the, the bay, original beta for Blades last year. Um, and I just, I'll put like an hour into them and then just bore me to tears. They just, I don't know, they're too watered down of a gaming experience for me. Yeah. So, I don't know, Bert, I, I think you feel similar, but feel free to jump in. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I don't even take my Switch on the go, rarely. The only time I uh, take my Switch is if I'm traveling somewhere on an airplane or some super long road trip. But you'll never see me take it on like a short trip to like an... My mom's house or something I, I just don't play mobile games i don't have any mobile games installed on my phone um but from what i understand a lot of the uh money that's made in mobile games a lot of people are trying to jump on that bandwagon nintendo has tried it as you can see bethesda's doing it and now um is it is it tom clancy's mobile mobile squad or something like that is that what was something announced? like that yeah. yeah they're jumping into it as well um i don't know it just seems like there's a lot of money to be made there and there's there's just I guess it's there. I mean, I could not to us, but you know, there's a lot of people that do right. mobile. Things. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think we're just we're missing it because I'm going off of memory here. But I think it's what it is. <laughs> so the global gaming market I know is around 140 billion now, and I'm going off of memory, but I believe mobile is 80 billion of that. So it's more than half just a mobile. It's crazy. So I mean, the money is obviously there. Um, you know, the good news for you guys uh, is that Sam Fisher is back, and he's going to be in the mobile Rainbow Six game. So yeah. you can enjoy that one. <laughs> got my point. I got my point. We're going to the, the yeah. judges for that one. Yeah. That is a then again, I think we all said the same. No. We didn't? I said no. You said no? Okay. That's right. All right. Well, right. I think we are outnumbered two to one then. Yeah. Um, what the hell, man? <laughs> I lost before we started. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sitting here looking at in the camera and my shirt and we skipped over the fact that Microsoft announced double fine acquisition and showed new Psychonauts 2 gameplay footage and Bert and I are both wearing the shirts and we didn't even mention that. That's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Yep. So that was a good point. We're letting the shirts do the talking. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know what mine says. Um, I think all three shirts are accurate. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right so then we moved on monday night was square enix um as we talked about where uh sony used to be square enix jumped into their grave and as we expected we saw a lot of final fantasy 7 remake we got a release date for the first episode which apparently takes you through midgar um i'm not an expert i can't tell you how far into the game that is but it's coming on march 3rd this first episode for ps4 later to come as we understand it to xbox and pc um they finally showed Avengers, which of course was rumored. That is coming in May of next year. 
And then there were a whole lot of other JRPGs and some things that they're working on. Uh, it, it, when I went back and kind of reviewed the, the footage, because we were actually out Monday night, so we didn't watch this live. We were at the FanFest thing. Um, so I went back and watched it and it reminded me a lot of the Nintendo conference where it was very uh, Japanese style heavy as they went through. So um, personally, we've talked about this ad nauseum. I am not a big Final Fantasy VII guy and I don't really, um, I was excited to see what Avengers looked like. I didn't get any, it did not really impress me to a great degree. I'm sure you guys think differently. So why don't you guys talk about it? What do you think, Watch? Go ahead, Dan. All right, so like the whole conference or just Avengers? Final Fantasy VII Remake is... I have no idea what's going to happen there. I mean, if, if they if they go to, what, Midgar? Is that what it is? So yeah. this first episode supposedly that's takes that's you through Midgar, far. which is a... Yeah, I don't know how far into the it's game. It's early is. on. It's very early on. Okay. Yeah, very early on. So we, so if you've got to wait what, two, three more years for the next episode... Well, from I mean, what they've said, they're going to be quicker now, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean... I'll, I'll probably one of, that's probably one of those games that I'll wait to play when it all comes out, um, as long as they don't charge me, you know, one hundred and eighty dollars for <laughs> the whole thing. Um, but I'm glad they're making progress. I'm glad they're finally something's there, and it looks good. I mean, I think it looks really good. I think the the combat looks really cool. Um, the graphics look obviously great, um, but it's probably gonna be one of those that I wait on only because I want to. I don't like playing those episodic games. Mm. I like to wait till they're all out. Um, typically, um, as far as Avengers goes, I was gonna say I was waiting to hear from you on this one. You're a big. You know what I thought the first time I saw it was like Anthem, and makes me so <laughs> sad. I was like, gosh, man, because it, it, it's a game as a service. It, it's, yeah. it, you know, it says it's, you know, okay, we're gonna have living three world. DLC. Yeah, living world. Everything's gonna, you know, they're gonna have some kind of main story, I'm sure. Um, but then after that, it's going to be, you know, different DLC, different content coming out, different, uh, uh, characters and people you can play as and stuff like that. But I don't know, man. I mean, I, I want it to be really, really good, but you know, I think I heard on a podcast somewhere, I can't remember where it was. Um, but they said something about like the voice actors, they've got like these top notch voice actors, like Nolan North and, you know, it's, I'm just like. Yeah, but they sound like Northern North, you know, like, you know, and they were exactly right what they said on that podcast. You know, they, they, they were like, basically, they're doing impressions of themselves as Thor or as Tony Stark or whoever it is or Bruce Banner. And that's that's very, very accurate. Um, I think they could have probably done a little bit more with that. Not saying that they're bad voice actors. I'm just saying it seems very weird to get these heavy hitters and then not really take advantage of them, but this is early and this is just from what I've seen. Um, but yeah, this is one of those games, probably one of the top three that I was pumped for. And now I'm not so much mm. because I saw what happened with Anthem. And if this is anything like Anthem, you know, I'm going to run. <laughs> but everything else was pretty much the same. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I, I hate to say that because it makes me sound uneducated, but a lot of those JRPGs that they showed kind of ran together for me. And I was just like, I have no idea what these are. I said the same thing about Nintendo. I yeah. felt the same during some of their conference. Um, because, I mean, there are very games where if you're a fan of them, then mm -hmm. you, you know the differences, you get excited about them. Right. But if you're just on the outside and you don't play a lot of those specific games, they do have very similar voiceovers and art styles and everything else. So, yeah. uh, Bert, what do you think? 
Yeah, so starting up at Final Fantasy, um, the rest of the episodes should definitely be a lot faster. What happened is they kind of pulled the Death Stranding here, and they started very, very slow on development, and the initial trailer that showed back in tw- uh, 2002 uh, for the remaster um, <laughs> was more of a concept. Uh, the game engine was still in the works. They hadn't quite figured it out. And then they totally scrapped that all together and restarted and brought development back to Square Enix. I'm not sure if you guys remember that story. Yep. So uh, what's happening now is they have a firm development team. Everything's moving nicely. The thing that impressed me the most about Final Fantasy VII is the new battle system. So they go from being a turn-based slow RPG, which was the original Final Fantasy VII, and now they're doing this type where it's more of an action RPG, but you can still go into summons, you can still go into magic, you can still go into things, and you can pick different characters during the battle. So it's a bit different than Final Fantasy XV, which a lot of people fell in love with when it comes to the uh, type of battle system, and I thought it was very, very interesting. Um, The graphics look fantastic when they showed Cloud, when they showed Sephiroth, all the enemies in there and, and the supporting cast looked fantastic. So it's a ways away. If you don't care for Final Fantasy VII, you're probably not going to care for this one too much. If you love Final Fantasy VII, you are probably got an eggplant going on as I'm talking about it. <laughs> so um, it looks really cool. Avengers, uh, I don't really have anything to say on it at the moment. It, it's so early on. They did have some closed-door gameplay that people were able to see, and they said that it was not as impressive as people were expecting, and they had a lot of quick-time events, which now the developer has come out and said, we don't rely on quick-time events, even though they had a ton of them in that demo. Um, But there does appear to be some kind of a Destiny-type world and gameplay, and I think a lot remains to be seen on that one, so I don't want to comment too much on it because I just haven't seen enough. The trailer was cool and entertaining, um, so that's about as far as I can go on it. But, you know, in in general, Square also had the announcement of Final Fantasy VIII, which is a lot of people's favorite Final Fantasy as well. I think a lot of people's favorite Final Fantasy falls somewhere between seven, eight, and nine, depending on which one you were. And it's getting a remaster, not a remake, as Final Fantasy VII is. So a lot of people were confused with what that is. And it's simply getting modernized, but not with new engines and all that stuff. So that's kind of interesting and kind of fun coming. Um, Another one that they had was The Last Remnant. And if you remember the Xbox 360, it was breaking Xbox 360s when it was coming. Because that game was pretty much broken on release. The PlayStation 3 had a hard time launching it. But that's getting a remaster as well. It's already out on PlayStation 4, if I'm not mistaken. That it's was on the cool. Switch too. Yeah, it's on Switch. It's on Switch too. Uh, and then the other weird one was Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, which was I think PlayStation Two or maybe even like a PSP game. That's getting a remaster and it's coming to everything, including mobile. So once again, it's just a lot of the same game was coming out there. It seems like Square played it extremely safe and jump into their. Uh, backlog of just old games that they could remaster and do stuff with. I really wasn't impressed with a lot of Square. Outside of Avengers and uh, Final Fantasy VII, it was very much a odd conference in general. Am I thinking of the wrong game, but wasn't Crystal Chronicles all the way back on SNES? Am I thinking of a different game? I will look it up. I I, I do know that it's old, so <laughs> um, I need to yeah, look I'm it up. To... <laughs> We're all old. Crystal Chronicles. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, GameCube, 2003. 2003, there it is, yep. Okay. Yeah, I. Um, this just it, this sums up a conference that just wasn't for me personally. Yeah. I'm not a Final Fantasy VII guy. Um, I've ranted about that game on way too many BitCasts, so I'll save you from that tonight. 
Um, Avengers isn't up my alley, neither were any of these other games. So it just wasn't for me. But I know a lot of people were really excited about this. The one thing we forgot to look at, and I don't know if any of you can confirm, is so there's the $330 Final Fantasy Oof. VII Collector's Edition that comes with Cloud and his bike, which we got uh, close pictures of at E3. Yeah. They had it on the show floor, and it does look pretty cool if you're a collector. Um, but the, do you get the full game, or are you just getting Episode One? That's that's the question, right? Like, if I have to pay sixty dollars for up to Midgar and then play another sixty dollars, that's ridiculous. I, but there's no there's no pricing, so of I can't course. really say one way or the other. But if that's the case, no. We need to make a bet. So I'll put my I'll put it out now. I bet you it's going to be thirty nine ninety nine for the first episode. Yeah, that's probably for it. That sounds I mean, right. Yeah, I mean, or thirty. No, they they won't go that low. I bet you they go forty. They might go 40. If they go 40 for every episode and do like three or four episodes, that'll be ridiculous. Or but, charge you like 80 or 90 for the whole thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. or something like that. Which yeah. is crazy. But anyway. Kiss um, my ass. We're <laughs> already getting mad. We I'm don't even know. Mad. I have no idea. <laughs> Damn, you're square. All right. So then um, the, the final conference before uh, E3 proper started was Nintendo. Uh, they did their direct and um, they showed a lot of games. Um, there was a lot of games here, um, as we talked about, and, and when Bert and I covered it, um, you know, they had the big ones everyone expected, um, and then they had a lot of similar-looking titles, which I said before. So we we got uh, Animal Crossing has been delayed. It was mm -hmm. supposed to come out this fall. It's coming in. Um, oh God, it's either February or March. I forget the exact date. Bert, you mind looking that up real quick? Yeah, I'm looking at. New Horizons. Um, we got Luigi's Mansion 3, which we knew. That's still coming later this year. It confirmed 2019, but no release date, which was kind of weird. Right. We got a release date for Animal Crossing in, like, first quarter. Right. But no release date for Luigi's Mansion, which was awesome. Since 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we got uh, Pokemon, obviously the biggest game um, for them, Sword and Shield. That did get a release date, which is November 15th. So November is absolutely absurd right now. Um, of course, the uh, oh, we got Ultimate Alliance 3. Um, we've got a better look at that. That actually looks quite good, I think, in my opinion. Um, games like Astral Chain, a lot of those Japanese role-playing games are, are gonna be mine. style games. And then we got the two big ones. So the biggest announcements by far were Banjo. They did it. Banjo's back at least a little bit. He's in Smash. Oh, he looks awesome. And now I have to buy Smash. And we Beth, Breath of the Wild sequel is confirmed to be in development. Whoa, whoa, whoa. about Dark Crystal? When I forget, oh, Dark Crystal, yeah, yeah, we obviously so, bigger than both of those combined. Yeah. <laughs> we we actually touched on Dark Crystal in our yeah. Nintendo overview, but anyway, um, I kind of ran through all those. So why don't you give? Because Bert and I already did this overview of the Nintendo conference. What were your thoughts watching it from from here? Uh, it's it was Nintendo Direct, right? So it was kind of our first time meeting Bowser, you know, whatever his name. <laughs> yes, was. Doug. Yeah, Doug Bowser. Doug Bowser. I was gonna say Dick, but okay. Um, we got Animal Crossing. You know, a lot of fans for that, so that's yes. going to be awesome. Um, Luigi's Mansion 3, I think everybody's in love with Goo Luigi. Gooigi. Goo yeah. Luigi, is that how you say it? Yeah. Um, as soon as I and saw they show it, gameplay at least. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, Astral Chain looks off the chain. You can kick <laughs> me off the podcast for that one. Um, <laughs> I pre-ordered Ultimate Alliance 3 and the Season uh. Pass digitally. <laughs> Even though some people think that's stupid. <laughs> it is. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What the hell does it matter? <laughs> anyway. I'm going to interrupt you real okay. quick. Do no. we know yes. uh, if Ultimate Alliance 3 has online co-op? I think it does. But can you play with friends? 
Yeah, no, you can play with just randomly. Hey, who knows with Nintendo? Well, that's because yeah, if if, if I can play Ultimate Alliance with friends, I'll pick it up to play with you guys. It seems like a very hard thing to do now, dude. Like from <laughs> yeah. every everybody can't. You know, it's it's not even just Nintendo. I mean, you couldn't yeah. do it with Crackdown. You couldn't do. You know, I mean, it's it's like seems like that's the a simple simple thing. If you can't, then that's unfortunate. Yeah, right, I'm gonna try to look. Continue. Yeah, look it Sorry. up. Um, mm -hmm. Pokemon Sword Shield. I mean, literally, this conference made me go buy two vouchers, those those digital vouchers that you can buy uh, because you know you're a member of the online community that I never use, um, except for the old old games. Uh, but yeah, the biggest one for me, uh, obviously, aside from Banjo, uh, was Breath of the Wild getting a potential sequel. Hold on. <laughs> Okay. Oh jeez, I can't even stop. The off the chain comment was fine, but did you just make fun of Banjo? No. Okay. No. Just checking. Just making sure. Um, but yeah, the new. I mean, it was what a thirty second trailer, and they're like, yeah, we're working on it. I was like, okay, that's that's good. But you loved it. I did. And, and I know Bert loved it, it right now. So the funniest Again. part about the Nintendo conference, Bert and I streamed it together at, at the loft in LA, right? They showed Banjo, and I saw the jiggy bounce across, right? And I started smacking him. I got all excited. And we knew what that was. And then sh just after they closed with Breath of the Wild, and then he started smacking me and got all excited. So good man. I think that's the perfect example of what we were talking about, though. It was a 30-second teaser. It showed um, something that Bert knew what it was because I didn't. Yeah. Um, but it showed enough to, to give you a sense, correct me if I'm wrong here, give you a sense of where the story is going to go in the sequel and confirming that it's in development. And that's all they did. And the place went bonkers. Did you see the IGN video? Yeah. No, they, I didn't. Yeah, so, they, so IGN was not at E3 proper. They had their own thing. Mm -hmm. And they were in their war room, right, watching the Nintendo Direct, like probably 60, 70, 80 people from IGN, right? And they showed it at the end, and all of them went bonkers. Like, the whole place erupted. So I think you have a point in that you don't really have to show a lot to no. get people excited. Yeah, it gets oh. them invested in the future, and that's that's really what you want to do. And I understand, you know, you know, why you don't, but I also think just a little bit goes a long way anymore. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like games or whatever; just a little tiny something keep their appetite, you know, ready to go for the new stuff coming. <laughs> but I actually, at first, I was like, "Wait a minute, I don't know what this is," and I, I started flipping out. And then I saw uh, some of the art style. I was like, "This looks like Zelda." I said, I don't know what's happening. At first, I thought it was a prequel. And then I was like, nope, this is a sequel. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. And I just started <laughs> losing it. So yep. I literally picked up the game right after that and started a whole new playthrough. That's how excited I am for it. I don't think you're alone on that one. No. <laughs> so, Bert, what do you want to add? Uh, I mean, yeah, so the only thing I'll add about the Zelda thing was is that it reminds me a lot of what they did with Ocarina of Time, but with, with they turned it into Majora's Mask. Uh, the fact that they were working on another Zelda has been a long rumor for a very long time with nothing to show for it or nothing to back it up from Nintendo officially. It's good to see that that's what it is. So I, I actually see that coming out probably in 2020. I think in fall mm -hmm. 2020 is when yeah. we'll get that sequel. I think they're just going to use the same assets, just update the story, new enemies, and that's probably where we're going to go. And I'm 100% happy with that. Um, I love Breath of the Wild. Um, it's, like I said, still in my top five of this generation in some form. I don't know where I put it. I don't really have the number scale, but um, I loved it. Um, other things that were kind of big is I don't think a lot of people know that Astral Chain 
is from the development team that did Near Automata. So if you're a Near Automata yeah. fan, um, Astral Chain is going to be right down your alley, uh, and I can't wait to play it. It's probably one of my most anticipated games from the Switch. Finally, something different and new that is not a port or something that is coming from a port or evolved from a port on the Nintendo Switch. That's something that's going to get my Switch dusted, so I can't wait to do that. Um, Animal Crossing, when we were All talking, right. you guys were talking about it, um, I did find out that the reason they delayed it is because something to do with work-life balance. They didn't want to push their employees hard enough to get it out in 2019, good. and it's pushed to March of 2020. So it's it's a good ways delayed. It's not something super short. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a couple other things from Nintendo that were exciting. Um, obviously, Luigi's Mansion. We never got to play it. The lines were bonkers. Stupid. Um, and Stupid. Uh, even on media only hours, yep. it was like an hour plus. I think we. Resident Evil though, guys. Jesus. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. So um, I think uh, I think we all know that Luigi's Mansion is going to be a day one buy for us. Um, the yep. other thing is Link's Awakening. Um, looks fantastic. Great trailer. Can't wait to play that one either. So um, I, we got a lot of Nintendo. Is <laughs> the best way you can kind of say it. Yeah, we got sure. a lot of Nintendo there were a on ton this of games one. There too. Yeah, they stay they stay true to what they release. Um, they're kind of their own competitor. They don't really compete against Nintendo and I'm uh, sorry, a, a Sony and Xbox as they do. They have their own crowd. Most of us that have a Sony, a PlayStation Four, or a Microsoft Xbox have a Switch to accompany it. We don't really sub one for the other one. So fun. I think there's a lot of stuff. There's nothing that really blew me away outside of Banjo and Zelda. Everything else I'm just looking forward to come to us. I've been waiting for new software for a long time. Nothing on Nintendo Switch Online whatsoever. Nothing about uh, the new consoles, even though we're hearing more lately that they are in production, being manufactured with nothing as far as details go. Um, no new peripherals in general. So they have we abandoned the uh, the cardboard that is you know just being recycled everywhere. Labo, uh, Labo, Labo. No whatever. Metroid, I mean, man. Yeah, no Metroid, no Bayonetta, even though they did say some of that stuff was not going to be there. Uh, I guess we're not going to see Metroid until maybe 2021, if not later. But the fact that we saw zero, once again, zero Bayonetta, again, um, really disappointing. So that's some of the stuff kind that was odd. going on. But, you know, we saw the rest of it. So you can't complain too much. It's just kind of weird that that's one of their biggest properties that they have the license for, and they don't show a thing for it. So... All over the place with Nintendo. I was happy overall. I gave them a B plus, A minus on just their content as to what they're releasing. If you're a Nintendo fan, you were happy. Yeah, I, I, I think you nailed it. I think um, they showed a lot of games. Um, I just think you, you, you said it really. It's Nintendo focused. You know, it's yeah. very directed at their crowd. Um, a couple things I'm excited for. Um, but overall, it wasn't anything crazy for me. Just for reference, I did look up Ultimate Alliance 3 here. So it, it's four-player co-op across the board. So local, online, and co-op online or system link as well. So with drop-in, drop-out co-op. Um, so it says uh, it says you can play Nintendo Switch online with your friends. But we'll see how that functions. <laughs> so. yeah. It's pretty bad when you can't even like nail that down anymore. I, d I mean, it's crazy. I, 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 I I can't. We we don't have time to go into Nintendo. <coughs> so, yeah. um, so things we didn't see. Major things. Uh, no Fable. No Metroid. No Splinter Cell. Yet yeah. again. Again. Um, so you, and no Bayonetta on Nintendo either, obviously. So kind of a shame. Um, I don't know. You know, uh, on the Xbox side, 
Um, they came out, multiple people, including Phil Spencer, have an interview saying, he actually had a weird quote, and I, obviously it's going to be taken in various different ways, but he said the other day, we were actually more excited about the stuff we didn't show, which is weird to say, right? I hate you, Phil Spencer. <laughs> um, so, but they did announce XO in London in November, which is kind of like their Xbox-specific event, right? And so uh, we'll see if we get something else this fall, too. But it was funny you talking about Breath of the Wild and potentially being like a Majora's Mask, Bert. And it, it was kind of funny hearing you say this, Bert, because knowing how big of a Zelda fan you are, but also knowing your, um, your despise sometimes for remasters or reboots or mm -hmm. just add-ons, is hearing you say that they're going to reuse the assets, the world, and everything, and I'm perfectly happy with that. Yeah. Um, but but I think it just goes to show that there's that kind of love for Zelda, and it probably will come out next year because that's their biggest IP. Um, Nintendo fans will go bonkers for it, and you're going to be up against PS5 and Xbox Scarlet with you new software to. and IPs, right? Matter. So, yeah, you you've got to. That's going to be their probably big ammo in the chamber next year. Yep. Um, to compete with that, so. Yeah, and the reason the reason I mentioned that Ains is because Majora's Mask is considered. A lot of people's favorite game even better than ocarina of time so i have a few friends locally that are huge zelda guys like myself and i always ask them i was like what's what's your favorite zelda of all time because there's so many zelda games and they always go back to majora's mask um i, I think it's just they took ocarina of time and they made it better with a whole new storyline yet using the same world in the same graphics yeah. so it's it's weird that they can do that, but as you always say, Nintendo gets a lot of passes, but there's there's reasons for them, and I think it's just because you have that rabid Nintendo crowd, and I think nostalgia is one hell of a drug that we like to snort. Every day. <laughs> so I, if I heard you correctly, I think you said Majora's Mask is a little Ubisofty. Yep, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Not as bad, actually. <clears throat> but I mean, I mean, to be fair, too, um, you know, I'm not the biggest Zelda fan, but you, if. Breath of the Wild is widely considered one of the greatest games of the generation. So if you're starting with that foundation, I mean, you're already in good shape, right? So, yep. Um, okay, so that really sums up all the conferences. You know, then we went to kind of E3 proper. Um, the show floor was interesting. It definitely was a little bit smaller this year. Um, I mean, when you take out Sony and Activision, they were basically one half of a whole hall last year. And so they filled that in with some more kind of smaller vendors, some indie things, um, some sales stuff. Um, it was still very fun, very cool. Lots of people, very lots of people. Um, but um, there were a lot of things behind closed doors too. So I think we'll just quickly touch on some of those because they're the biggest games we haven't talked about. Is uh, Cyberpunk? The gameplay was only behind closed doors. Dying Light Two was only behind closed doors. Avengers. Um, what am I forgetting? Call of Duty. Call of Duty was a no show. Yeah. They were no show. Not at the conference they at all. They were at the conference, but they showed somewhere. They think they showed IGNs. Did they see? Did they see it? Because I heard people watched the demo for one of the missions. No, nope, not there. Oh, not at E3. No, it might have been like an IGN that, first type thing where they get the scoop been. on it. Yeah, um, it's, it's very controversial. So. Yeah, we're 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 almost at that level of getting IGN first quality content nice. here at Season Gaming, but not <laughs> just slightly below it. I just need a little more funding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think, uh, just to touch on those two real quick, um, I think Cyberpunk is probably, if, if not top, one of the top games you know anticipated coming out of E3. Bert and I did sit through the closed-door gameplay. Um, we talked about it already. Um, a little rough around the edges. Um, it, it did not look as good 
as the gameplay we saw in the 45-minute demo previously. And it definitely needs some polish on the gunplay and some of the things. But that said, um, you absolutely see the potential in the class building and the loot and, you know, just the ways you can approach situations in the game. So I still think, bar none, it's going to be one of the top games next year, if not the top game. Um, you think it'll get pushed back because of those? No, I think it was pushed back because of those. Yeah. So I, they were, it's widely talked about that they were aiming for late this year, but now it's April. So you figure with holidays and whatnot, you basically gave the team an extra six months. I think that's why, yep. um, personally. And then Dying Light 2 looks great. Uh, looks really, really good. It should. It's been in development for years and years now, right? Um, but the gameplay looks fantastic. World looks great. Um, I, I could go on about it. We already talked about it. So um, did you get a chance to kind of listen in on any of the impressions from those I things? I saw some of that stuff. The only question I have about Dying Light is, remember the first one, it seemed like it was a lot more zombie-ish, I mm -hmm. guess. I don't see that so much in like the, the stuff that I've seen so far. I, obviously, I didn't see the behind-closed-door stuff, but... Um, it seems almost like they're they're taking it towards like a more human versus human with those people being you know, the zombies kind of being like a side mm. thing. I mean, yeah. but, but I don't know. It it, it seems because it's almost like world building, right? I mean, it's kind yes. of what they're doing. So. Yeah, it, that's actually pretty astute. I think Bird, you can probably answer that better as mm -hmm. you 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 more on dying light than I was was. Yeah, can to, speak. You go ahead. <laughs> to answer your question, Dan, um, did you play throughout the whole game of Dying Light One? I played. I played a little bit. Okay. But it, the, I got freaked out and <laughs> had to turn it off. So, so you got thirty. But it, in. what I did yeah. play was awesome, and I really enjoyed it. I just got yeah. too scared to play. So the base game itself of Dying Light, I don't know if you're aware, but they have amazing DLC. And the base game itself, yes, was a lot more zombie-ish, a lot more zombie things going on. You're running a lot, you're trying to get away. There's a bit of human element that takes place in it, but in the end game, there's a lot of DLC that they introduced, which was pretty much a whole other game. It was done so well. That's more of the human stuff that was really brought in. A lot more human missions, save this person, grab this, uh, take this and run to wherever you're going. Uh, that's a lot more. But uh, yes, from what we saw so far, it does appear that Dying Light 2 has a lot more of a human element story that's taking place. And you're more worried about your community and what's going on there versus just running from zombies. But in our closed door sessions, there's a lot of zombies still going on. So okay. um, it, it will depend on how they make those missions go. It wouldn't, be, it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of it's like you have your base, everything's going there, and you have fetch quests that you have to go do stuff. And in that space is where all the zombie action is going on. So it does feel a lot like Dying Light 1 just evolved very, very well. And crazy ways to kill the zombies. Oh, yeah. They awesome. showed some really brutal stuff, um, which was really cool. <laughs> all right, so, you know... We'll start with you because, yeah. again, you were remote. Overall thoughts on the week overall, and what are you most excited for coming out of the week? Uh, Keanu, mostly. <laughs> um, seriously, man, that blew me away. So um, I don't know if we talked about it yet, um, but Bert and I, where we were sitting with the group with FanFest, right? We were in row 10, 12, something like that, right? But we were on the aisle right here where he came out. Mm. So he was like 20, 30 feet right in front of us. I got a picture of him standing like right there, which was really cool. But the, the place went wild. Oh, I can't imagine. When, uh, when he oh, came sure. But yeah, that, that's, that's Cyberpunk is still my number one most anticipated game. Right behind that, though, now is the new Zelda. Okay. Um, those two are probably the two 
my biggest anticipated games uh, coming out of E3. As far as the overall conference, um, basically what Saturday through Monday, from what you know, we really saw, I, I, it was another E3. It, it's a good reason for gamers to get excited about stuff. Uh, lots of games coming out. I mean, if you're really upset with it, I mean, maybe you should just stop playing video games <laughs> because there's so, so much there's coming something out. something for everyone. Right, and there's no shortage no. of anything. I mean, you're going to be able to play whatever you want, pretty much wherever you want, you know, if they keep going down this path. And I am very, very excited about the future. So Nice. Bert, what do you want to add there? Uh, nothing much. I mean, to your point, yeah, there's there's a ton of games coming out this fall, well, next spring, and then 2020 is going to blow everybody's socks off. So Yes, um, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, as a gamer, I'd say start saving some money. Maybe put a, a separate savings account just for games. Uh, the debate when you're going to buy those games and buy the other ones on sales or a Black Friday coming up or something, but... There's just so much to play. Um, spring 2020 has never been bigger, in my opinion. We don't even have a firm launch date for Last of Us 2, and I have a feeling it's going to be fall or spring of 2020. Um, you know, I, I don't even really know what to say outside of that. I mean, E3 was pretty good. I would say the actual convention center was uh, kind of lacking on the floor as far as floor space goes. You can thank Activision, you can thank Sony, you can even thank uh, parts of Microsoft for not having like their mixer booth in there that they have on a separate place, but it was in there last year, and it was a massive booth last year, and it was a lot of fun. But um, there was a lot to do. Uh, we didn't really touch on the Star Wars game that we're too, super excited about. Uh, Bandai Namco has a ton of good stuff coming as well if you like those JRPGs and those fighting games from the Japanese market, which are a lot of fun. But um, overall, I thought it was a really good E3, really strong um, for the future and really strong for what's coming in the fall. So it was definitely not a letdown. Um, I don't really know where I rank it from the past previous years, but I would say it was pretty strong overall. I, I wasn't blown away by a ton um, that, that just, you know, had me, you know, gasping for air or something. But I, I thought it was definitely done pretty well overall from everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't have too much to really add there. It was a great time. Uh, being there was amazing. Um, being part of FanFest was incredible and getting to meet all those people. and the It was uncanny. When, when you go to E3, you have to be with Bert because <laughs> I'm in like there's so many people around, right? And so many people from the industry just walking around. But I'm like in my own world. I don't notice them. Bert sees everybody. So like... <laughs> More than half of the pictures I have of meeting famous people from the industry are because Bert said, hey, there's so-and-so. Just um, walking down the street. Yeah, from Ed Boone to um, Tim Schaefer um, to uh, people from other outlets like Brian Altano from IGN. Greg Miller was right next to us. We got a picture with him. Bert, you are required by law to put the picture of you and Greg up on this BitCast video, no, by not. the way. Greg's like, he's like your height. Yeah. He's like 6'4 or something. And Bert... The, the Bert kind of stood a little behind him, so he looks like a little kid next to him. It's comical. Yeah, please make that the thumbnail. <laughs> um, I mean, just I, a lot of peer. I mean, just everybody. We ran into people every day. Um, Anna, Destin, Miranda. Destin, Miranda, Pete Hines. Yeah. Um, that's twice. Uh, Ryan McCaffrey is walking by when we were having lunch. Um, I mean, just anyone you can name that was, like, big in the industry or you know, um, we ran into. It was really, really neat. So it was a great time. Um, I had a lot, a lot of fun. I can't wait to do it again next year. I'm already looking forward to it. I'm hoping you and all and the guys we talked to can get out. It was great meeting uh, Cognito and, and King from the Lord's Roundtable and and um, cool. uh, Bra and Bra. We got to meet Bra and hang out with Bra and, and Sam and uh, 
all the Xbox crew, they were all over the place. So Tim and um, Cold and all those guys you see online all the time talking about stuff. So just, it was great. It was a lot of fun. And to your guys' point, I just, I don't know. I had several people reach out to me and say, we loved your positivity during E3 week because I was just posting pictures and videos and everything. And I'm like, I don't know how you can't be positive. What the hell do you have to be mad about? with e3 um there's just there's endless games there's endless everything for you to enjoy how the hell could you be negative about it i don't get it maybe the weather sucked <laughs> i mean that'd be the best thing i mean yeah and, yeah. and so. for, for people that say e3 is irrelevant you guys can go do something else get a new hobby I, I, you know, I think Phil Spencer, again, had a, this quote was better than the one we joked about a minute ago, but he said, you know, um, it shows the importance of just showing up or someone had that quote because like we we said, said, it was, it was better. It it was, it was worse off because people like Sony weren't there. Yeah. He said that, you know, and it's true. Um, it's worse, but even if you don't focus on the conference, right, it's just that this week, it's like a celebration of video gaming, Right. right, of the industry and everyone comes out to celebrate it together. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a celebration. I think it's great. I mean, as growing up, you know, sitting there waiting for one big game to release every fall that everyone bought and played, we're now at a place where there's just endless games every week coming out that you can play, and it's amazing. So Another thing I thought was weird was um, a lot of the big names for Sony didn't even attend E3. Um, You know, Corey Barlog, who lives in L.A., uh, didn't even, or sorry, lives in Santa Monica, didn't even show up, you know, the, the god, Kojima, wasn't there. I mean, there's so many people that just weren't even there. And I guess just because you work for Sony, you weren't allowed to go to E3 or something. But one of the coolest things was seeing the, the studio heads that aren't even attached to Microsoft and Nintendo just show up and say hello to people and walk the floor. Um, you know, we saw uh, Ed Boon, like you were saying. We saw Yves from uh, Ubisoft just walking oh, yeah. out there. Yves was, um, like, standing right next to us when we were yeah, waiting for Watch Dogs yeah. Legion. And, and that a lot of that just kind of shows, you know, we're here for the community. We're here to kind of have fun with you guys. Um, Pete Hines, as you said, from Bethesda was yeah. there. And they're, they, don't, they don't belong to those companies. So I don't know if there was a rule that they weren't allowed to go or what, but that, that to me shows a lot. The fact that you're inaccessible to the community is something just kind of odd. And uh, I don't know. It was kind of a letdown that they didn't have anybody there from Sony, so that's weird to me. Um, but anyways, that's a whole other conversation, I think. Yeah, no, I think it's a fair point, and we've talked about it before, um, and I don't want to get into this versus conversation. That's not the point right. of this. But you, right. you see something like uh, Xbox, and we were part of FanFest, which is a little different, but even outside of FanFest, at the conference, all the Xbox X were just walking around. I mean, taking pictures with people, chatting. Phil Spencer was signing stuff. Aaron Greenberg was there. Bonnie Ross, Matt Booty, um, Craig Duncan from Rare. They were all there, even there, all three days, you know, for the, for just the people getting into Microsoft Theater, which is free. You don't have to have an E3 pass. You just nice. show up and go in. So, I mean, it, it is a different approach, and that's one of the things I do really appreciate from that, from uh, the Xbox team. Um, and I, I meant to say that Kojima wasn't there, Bert, because... He's currently um, creating the theme, the world, the atmosphere, the story, the character. He's game designing concepts, scheduling, <laughs> gathering information, doing location, experimenting, scripting, deciding specs, casting, sound designing, putting ideas daily and adjusting them, solving problems, creating trailers, and making the key art. So On the toilet. On the <laughs> He's a little busy. He couldn't make it. A busy man. They should, they should just make a game called Kojima, nothing else. Oh, so yeah. Don't put it past him. Dude, I would play the hell out of that game. <laughs> 
Yeah, you would. <laughs> All right, we're going off the rails on the end here. All right. All right. Um, I am good. Uh, loved it. Great time. Uh, we'll be back to our regular format next week. Dan, you are going on vacation, yes. so it'll be Bird Eye and someone that we haven't determined yet. Um, we have not covered our E3 trivia yet. Um, I'm going to go back and calculate that this week sometime, and we'll see who won. I think we all know who that's going to be, of course. Right. Um, but we'll we'll go back and check that out to confirm. Um, <laughs> yes. If yes. it is you, we'll announce it next week while you're not here, so yes. you can't gloat. Here's what I was thinking, boys. Whoever does win, we, we had that little $10 side bet. So instead of giving it to the winner, we should donate it to your extra life. No, oh, I'm Scream. down. Yeah, cool. Cool. Work. Good shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what Dan's referring to, um, we got a ton of swag from E3, um, tons of pins and codes and just endless amounts of stuff. And so um, a lot of it I want to give away, um, but instead of just giving it away for Season Gaming or us or whatever, I thought it'd be better to um, ask for a small donation to Extra Life. Maybe like a $10 donation gets you entered to have your pick of any of these items that I'm going to put out. So it'll include some digital gift cards, maybe some Game Pass. Uh, like I said, pins and all kinds of stuff. So I've got to sort that out. I don't even know what game I'm going to stream yet, but I'll figure it out. So stay tuned for that in the coming weeks. Um, one last shout out to uh, SeasonGaming.com forward slash E3. You can find a bunch of off-screen gameplay there that we captured on games like Biomutant, um, Halo Reach on PC, um, Project, I was playing Project X Cloud, a bunch of other things you can check out. Um, Bert also did an article and video. Um, we spoke to the development team, the Xbox hardware team responsible for the Elite Series 2, got our hands on with it, played Gears with it, messed with it. Um, so a lot of good information on an article on the site right now. So please go check that out. And then uh, anything else you guys want to add? Good. All good? Bert? Um, I'm, I'm frosty. <laughs> Stay frosty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, as always. Hope you enjoyed our E3 recap. Uh, please let us know if there's something we didn't talk about at E3 that Bert and I can, uh, you know, maybe add in a comment or talk about um, because we did see a ton of other stuff that we didn't get to mention on this podcast. Um, and if you have any questions, let us know. Otherwise, thanks for, tuning, thanks for tuning in, as always. And we will talk to you next week.